All right. Welcome, everybody, back to another uh, episode on the podcast and channel. Uh, this is a very exciting episode. We have uh, Jacqueline Dutton or Jackie Dutton. She'll probably correct me on how she wants to be called here in a minute. The chief marketing officer of a really cool project that I've been looking into called Useless. But before we jump into everything, remember, it's just like always, None of this is financial, legal, or any other type of advice. What you do with your time and money is 100% on you. All right, Jackie, if you want to kind of give us a brief introduction into what useless is, just act like I have no idea what it is. Just like really big high-level overview, and then we can go from there. So thank you again for being on the episode. Yeah, thanks for having me and the useless uh, brand. Yeah, so useless uh, started as a meme coin, kind of like Dogecoin. Um, <laughs> it is, it's a coin on the Binance Smart Chain network. So you have to buy BNB, swap it into Smart Chain before you can get a hold of useless. Okay. Um, and, and useless originally didn't have any planned utility. It was just kind of going to be a funny thing. And we, you know, would pray to the Elon Musk that he would tweet about us. Oh and, my gosh. Um, it, it became very clear that that meme thing wasn't going to be enough. So we established a full utility. We have a mobile charting app and, um, a whole like development of all kinds of products to come. So we're, we're really evolving into more of a tech company and it's just really exciting. It's definitely a very ground floor feeling if you were to buy into useless right now, not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the whole thing was originally as a meme coin. Um, that's, I think that's kind of funny because most of these meme coins, they start out as meme coins, but then the whole idea is just to kind of pump the price and that's it. So that's, so it's just kind of funny that you guys are like building out a whole thing on top of the fact that you started out as a moon coin. I kind of like that. Uh, so I heard that this was more of a relaunch though. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought that, so it did start out as a meme coin, but wasn't this reiteration, the current form of the token is a relaunch, right? Right. So the current form of the contract had to be relaunched because there were liquidity issues. And this actually kind of started our customization within the space. Uh, we are one of the only tokens to have, um, it's called the Furnace, and it is a contract that helps regulate our liquidity. So for people to understand, like when you see a chart or when the price action of the token is super volatile, like one big buy drives it way, way up and one big sell crashes it way, way down. That is because there isn't enough money within the liquidity pool to be exchanged to keep the price a little more even keel as it goes up or down. So we have a smart contract we call the furnace and that does um, it swaps out tokens for, you know, BNB. It makes sure that it continues to regulate our furnace and it keeps this Goldilocks zone for us. And, and we figured out it was kind of between seven and 12% is a really nice, um, liquidity to market cap ratio for us. And, um, anything above that we do a buyback and burn. So it contributes to, um, you know, effectively raising the price floor. Okay. Um, that's, that's interesting. So can you tell me what are the tokenomics of useless? Because it's a reflection token, correct? 
It is. So currently our reflection rate is, um, or our tokenomics are an 8% tax. If you use our DApp swapper, there is only a 4% tax if you want to transfer tokens, but every buy and sell is 8%. And um, if you buy through an exchange, which were listed on Probit and uh, BitMart, if you buy through there, you don't have to do any taxation. Um, but you also don't receive reflections. So you have to be on chain through PancakeSwap or buy through the DApp in order to receive the reflections. And 4% goes to reflections and the other 4% goes to the burn wallet of that 8% breakdown. Okay. So how did this affect, so when the BitMart hack happened, like how did that affect everything that's going on? Oh, um, so this is a crazy story. So it was a Saturday night and we figured out that the BitMart was being hacked because the hacker was going in alphabetical order. So useless as a you, oh, thank oh, God. Oh. <laughs> um, but, you know, we saw this like crazy price action on SafeMoon and we were like, what's going on? And somebody went into BitMart and they saw like one by one, this guy had been going down the line. So we were actually able to blacklist the BitMart wallet. And so the, the guy couldn't hack the tokens at all. So our tokens are safe because we were okay. able to use our multi-sig to be able to blacklist that wallet. Oh, that's crazy. That's BitMart is an interesting on it, not to like dog on BitMart, but the first time that I saw BitMart, I'm gonna be honest, I was like, I'm never gonna use this exchange. Like the first time I saw it. That's just my, I was like, I don't know about this. And then like a lot of people got in a safe moon and they were buying on BitMart that like some of my friends. And I was like, I don't know about this exchange, man. <laughs> but I mean, it is a lot of, it's a lot of new tokens start out there. I mean, so it is providing a service that a lot of people. It, it provides a service, but if I'm going to be honest as the marketing officer, I just, I, I feel like $45,000 or how much it costs for us to be listed there. It, like, and now because of the hack, it's even more. I think it's like $70,000. That amount of money spent on marketing would have been way more beneficial in hindsight. You know, I mean, it's an easy on-ramp and more so an easy off-ramp for people to be able to just sell out or exchange into something else. But I would have much preferred we spent $45,000 a different way. And I think it would have, you know, for every new token, I think unless you're Shiba Inu or Doge or something, I don't know how beneficial paying for these big exchanges are until you get to something insane like Coinbase or Crypto.com. That's probably more worth your money or your time. But last I checked, I think it's a million dollars to list on Crypto.com. Wait, so it costs 45K to get on BitMart? It before the hack, it was 45 grand. Wait, so it went after up? it's more. It yes. went up after the hack? Yes. Wait, so they just had like a major security breach and they were just like, hey, you know what? Let's start charging people more money to get on our exchange. Yeah. What? Well, they got to pay back the tokens because they have like some kind of insurance clause or something that they'll rebuy your, you know, whatever got hacked. So they have to, they've got to buy back, you know, a ton of safe moon. They've got to buy back A through T or however far he got. <laughs> That's... Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, I didn't know that. I knew it cost money on the exchange, but I obviously didn't have like a solid price point on this. So that's okay. That's crazy. 
that's crazy. Cause I know, cause I know that a lot of these projects, sometimes they get on exchanges for free just because they get popular enough. Right. Yes. So the exchanges, they want to, they obviously want all the token as many tokens as they want. Cause that's how they're making their money. Right. So that's, in, that's, that's super interesting. Okay. So before we keep going into like useless, tell us a little about you. Who, who is Jackie Dutton, right? Who are you? Oh, who am I? Um, <laughs> well, I am a California native. I went to the University of Alabama and roll tide. Uh, it's obligatory. You have to say that when you go there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I graduated and I came home and started acting and working in Los Angeles. I was studying comedy. I did the entire conservatory program at the Second City. And um, then I moved to the East Coast at the end of 2019 with my husband with no idea what was about to happen to the world. And um, just kind of- I was in Hong Kong in 2019, just to- We we all had no idea how lucky- You think something crazy is (laughs) go from China to here, but sorry. (laughs) But uh, yeah, then I, um, I found crypto, I, I passively been trading some crypto and day trading some stocks since about 2017. But the stock market's really difficult, right? I mean, you know, it's only open a certain amount of time and you can't trade it 24 hours a day. And uh, it's kind of rigged against the little guy, to be very honest. Yeah. So after around the same time as like the GME thing, I was on TikTok, I found SafeMoon. And I um, joined the SafeMoon community, and through there is where I met David Wiley, who's our CEO. And they just originally needed help with content creation, so um, I sent him some of my YouTube videos that you saw, which was a, a monetized uh, YouTube channel. I would green screen myself into commercials and make them funny, um, and I. I sent him those as kind of like my resume and one of the videos being the one where I have a, a purse and the word buttholes written on the front. So that's literally the one I watched right before this, <laughs> before I, I was like, let's go watch a few more. That's literally the one that I clicked. I was like, what is this? <laughs> when I saw the real commercial, I was like, what is this? So yes, that's like- when you were showing the real one, the, the two screens, I was like, wait, that's a real commercial. Like what is going on in the middle of the pandemic, like dead middle, like death rate, crazy high. And here they are advertising a $5,000 purse to people like nobody's got a job. And I was like, you know what? If anybody deserves it right now, it's you. I'm going to make this. (laughs) But uh, yeah, David thought it was funny and he asked me to help out and that just was kind of the beginning of my evolution with useless. And it really, this sarcastic sense of humor of like funny and ironic, but still a a real and legitimate project is very much like me and it feels like home. So a lot of the sense of humor and the wording and content is, is me with useless. Yeah. No, I definitely think that the name is like pretty funny, especially like if, so now that you're getting like actual like utility and use cases, it, it's just like so weird. It's like, oh, it's just, it's useless. Like what? what? <laughs> you know, I guess it's kind of like that, that Shakespeare, like a rose by any other name would smell as sweet kind of thing. <laughs> like, um, you know, but it, Bitcoin has been mocked and called useless forever. Like there's so many people who think every single cryptocurrency, the day it comes out, oh, it's useless. It's, it'll never go anywhere. It's useless. And 
uh, everything's a joke until it's not funny anymore. So, you know, bring it. That's kind of how we feel. Yeah. People, I mean, people still are like saying Bitcoin is not worth anything. And then like my friends, like I go do stuff and they're like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I trade in hold cryptocurrencies and they're like what like and i was like i mean i pay all my bills with that so i don't know what you're talking about what right you're, talking about? <laughs> you, you're hustling for a hundred <laughs> bucks a day look at me <laughs> i didn't leave my house i stayed in sweats <laughs> yes so what was like what was the first like what was the very first crypto that you bought because i know you say it says like 2017 but like what was like one of the first ones like um, besides I, bitcoin if it was it, bitcoin what was the next one I'm pretty sure it was it was either Ethereum or Ripple. Um, and I, I like created a Binance account like this is before Binance US, like I got on and I you know was able to buy in. But I remember like I had to go to a Bitcoin ATM to deposit cash, get it on my phone, then go like it was such a process. And then when I opened up Binance and like, I didn't know what candles were. I didn't know what a trading screen was. It looked like I was trying to operate a spaceship. Like I remember it just being so overwhelming. And it's funny now that I'm working on useless because our whole utility is this app that like so simplifies this process. And then you know, I thought I knew crypto, right? Like I thought I was like, oh yeah, I, I've learned over the last few years. And then I found SafeMoon and I'm like, I got to do what? Like I have to buy what and then do what? <laughs> so Useless's app is going to really like seriously lessen the learning curve for people. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the, the app. I mean, I downloaded it on my phone. I was just kind of playing around with it. But right now you can't really do too much with it. But right. So it's still in an open beta and we have mm -hmm. almost 5000 open beta users like just as downloads, which is a pretty good amount. So we have a, a nice sample pool of, you know, comments and people who want to see particular features. So we know what to focus on. Um, and we are going to integrate a wallet and then fiat on ramping. So a service like Simplex or um, there's several that have reached out to us. And basically, you will be able to just tap by, you know, of a new altcoin. And it, as long as you have enough BNB or Binance Smart Chain in your wallet, it will just yeet it there. And then you, it will yeet back what you need and what you asked for. And that way, you know, we really limit this whole like pancake swap and this app and that. And now I got to adjust the gas and the still didn't work. So we're going to really, you know, simplify that. Okay. I mean, I, well, I was listening to the... David, what's his last name? The your CEO, he was doing an AMA um like last week. And I he said that they you guys only had 4,000 beta users. So now that you're at like that's a thousand more users within a week's time, like that's pretty awesome. It, it is. I think the amount is like just between four and five thousand. So it's just under five, I think, but it wow. is it's more than four thousand. So yeah. So what are you guys doing to like advertise a lot of that kind of stuff? Like to get, to be getting more people on, like as far as like your short-term plans, cause now it's the beginning of 2022. Right. So what are kind of like your plans for this year and then maybe further longer plans? So, um, you know, stuff like this, like your, your lovely self hosting. <laughs> yeah. <things like> this. <laughs> That's a huge marketing effort. Um, and really, so we aim to be kind of like 
the Robin Hood of crypto, like how Robin Hood really, you know, broke down this barrier entry for people who wanted to buy stocks, but didn't have like 10 grand to go to Merrill Lynch or something like that. They just wanted to buy a couple YOLO stocks and see what they could do. Um, but two thirds of Robin Hood's initial user base of millions was based on referrals. So this word of mouth concept of, you know, let me send you a link. You and I both get something in return for, you know, kind of opening that up. So we'll focus on that, you know, in a word of mouth way and, um, you know, just community awareness. I think that's why Amazon reviews are so popular or things like that. You, you want to hear somebody else's real experience with that. So there will be an influencer push. There will be press releases. There will be legitimate news sources as well. But, uh, you know, useless has gotten very far and, um, you know, holds pretty well because of people who really believe in the project. They want to talk about the project and they want to tell their friends. Yeah. Well, I mean, they definitely, that's how I found out about useless because I obviously well, not obviously, I honestly didn't know about useless until like maybe three, three, four weeks ago. And then one of the guys in my discord was like, Hey, go check this out. And I was like, I kind of like what I'm seeing. I'm like, I like what I'm seeing. Let's, let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's see what's going on here. And then that's when I reached out to you. And then, you know, now we're, now we're having this conversation. We're living. Yeah. we're (laughs) We're living our life. So the other, so as far as like this app goes, do you guys have plans to go to other blockchains? Like, because obviously right now it's just Binance Smart Chain. And as far as like a coding perspective goes, it would be a lot like the easy route is to go like AVAX, Ethereum, like all the ones that are the same code set and basically the same like deposit address. But is there plans to go beyond just that too? Yeah. So our, you know, we, we aim to please. So as that starts (laughs) happening, you know, once we're out of open beta um, and we're into the full launch where you can buy it from or not buy it, it's free. It'll be free through, you know, the Android store, the Apple store and uh, the user voice or whatever the polling platform is. I mean, it's basically just whatever the community wants. If all of a sudden the Kronos coin and their network is, you know, what's huge, like, you know, we're happy to oblige. So um, just kind of riding the waves with people and helping introduce them to, you know, wherever the next thing they want to buy is. Nice. I mean, personally, I'm a big fan of Kronos right now, but we're going to have to see what is going on because Crow's price is going crazy. I'm not really sure what's happening. But so as a California native, this I want to ask this really quick. So as so you're from California, mm-hmm. has the Staples Center renaming really affected y'all that much? Has it been like that big of a deal? Um, <clears throat> so I actually live on the East Coast now, but my family is still there. And as far as I know, I'm I mean, it's just a name on the, on the <laughs> building. If you're a Lakers fan or a Clippers fan, whether, you know, that's it. Okay. I was curious. So I want, I needed, a, I need a perspective from someone who lives there then, I guess, not just a California native. Cause I was curious about that. I don't really watch a lot of sports, but I was like, this is going to be a big deal. But now I'm questioning if it was actually a big deal or not. I'm not I, really I think, you know, they're really doing it right as far as their marketing and advertising is concerned. That's, you know, a crazy huge buy to be able to buy out that name. You know, that's such an iconic building for sports oh, yeah. in general. So, I, you know, that like every time I even go to the movies, like Matt Damon's, you know, got his commercials. So 
they're yeah. they're out. I mean, they're they're really shoving the world into it. So I'm I'm happy. Yeah, that's it's crazy. But anyways, <laughs> so so you have about like five thousand, four to five thousand uh, app downloads, right? How many useless like token holders are there right now? Uh, I think it's just above fourteen thousand. Oh wow! What's the like? And what's like the current market cap of useless? Uh, I I think the other day it was five million. I'm not quite sure. Um, our all time high market cap has been over fifty million though. Oh wow! I mean, let me let me just look this up. Let's get this live. I I want to know. I, you know, I should have pulled this up before. Oh no, so, you're fine. I feel like good. I should know, but I try not to look at the chart every day because it does make you kind of crazy. You know, if you're not trading it, it's oh, just you shouldn't boring. be looking. I saw so a lot of people they like as was like, dude, just don't look at it. Like you don't need to look at it every day. Like there's no yeah. point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So your current market cap is just above five million. So according to CoinGecko, you know, yes, take that <laughs> according to CoinGecko. Just about five million, which is not bad, especially with fourteen thousand holders, which is a drop in the bucket compared to like how big it could be. But it's also massively bigger than just like a new coin, right? So that's pretty cool. So as far as you, what advice would you give to a new crypto to a crypto newbie? What would you tell them to do? I would say that you should, if you're venturing into the wonderful world of DeFi um, and altcoins like like us, that you should evaluate. <laughs> you should evaluate a crypto project like you would somebody you're looking to date. If they're not telling you like their oh, no. name or you know they're <laughs> sketchy about like where they live and like stuff like that, like uh, you know, there's uh, for privacy. I'm sure there's you know some kind of level of anonymity, but like. If the devs aren't willing to, you know, have some face-to-face conversations, but they're claiming they're a super legitimate project and they're not a DAO or something like that, then I, I think, you know, you need to start asking more questions. Do you have an audit? Do you have a multi-sig? Like, where are these parameters for security? Just to try to make sure you're not going to get rugged right off the bat. Yeah. And then, you know, make sure that the team is actively always working for the greater good. You know, we are constantly every single day you could get a hold of one of us in the discord um or on telegram and we would be happy to answer any questions so everybody's available pretty much 24 7. um you could talk to our ceo if you wanted to in our regular you know chat which i can't say that for a lot of other projects <laughs> so yeah so speaking of the team members like how many people exactly are like officially on the useless team right now and then obviously like, like who are they right um, so we have six fully doxxed members and they are all multi-sig key holders as well as their, you know, the dev team. Um, David Wiley is our CEO. He uh, has been a community manager for SafeMoon and he recently um, turned down a job offer from them for a very nice position in their Utah office in person. Um, they kind of, they were like, oh, you know, it's us full time or and he was like, no, I need to focus on useless. So we have him full time, which is awesome. And then there we, we have our app developer, Amir. And um, he's just this amazing one man show. Like this dude is a machine with the app. The app is just him in his free time. So he wow. will be full time on Monday. And wow. um, yeah, so we're going to expect like a much faster churning of the gears for us with that. And um 
then we have a, a technology officer, we have a chief blockchain officer, DeFi Mark, and uh, some other people who are just amazing in terms of like teamwork and financials and stuff like that. But we're all on our website. You can see our beautiful faces there. Wow. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So as far as like reflections tokens go, like how do you feel about them in general? Because I always have like obviously useless is a reflection token and it is what it is. But me personally, I'm, I always have kind of mixed feelings about them because useless now has multiple like use cases. But a lot of times these reflection tokens, they literally like that's the only use case. Yeah, in hindsight, um, and, and now having seen everything and how it all plays out, I mean, I don't really care about reflections if the price goes down, you know? Yeah. Like, great, I watch my bag get bigger, but then go down. Like, that's a bizarre concept. Uh, I, I wouldn't care to hold a finite amount as long as it continued to go up. So our, our big focus is to make sure everything we do encourages, you know, upward price action. Mm -hmm. The reflection thing, I think it's been a nice gimmick <laughs> in, in terms of this DeFi space. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's a nice incentive to hold, but I think that there could probably be some better things enacted if you could lower taxes and encourage more volume trading. Mm -hmm. You could facilitate a little more um, money for marketing. You could facilitate more in terms of, you know, Things like our furnace creating a buyback and burn based on you know faster trading basically. So it, it there's a pro and con to all of it, and it depends on the kind of holder you are for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, you guys, it's only an eight percent reflection tax, and I've seen ones where it's as high as like twenty percent, and that's yeah. like that's where it's like starting to get ridiculous because it's like what, like twenty percent? Are you kidding me? And then. Yeah. And then just like you said, I've seen so many where the price just tanks, but then I end up with more. I was like, there's, this is pointless. Like, what is the point of this? Yeah. <laughs> but so what's with two packs of Coors? Why is that your username in like so many other places? I was like, does this girl just drink a lot of beer? Like what is going on here? Why two packs of Coors? <laughs> So I can tell how old or young someone is depending on what they think this username is. So Tupac Secours is a play on Tupac. Ah, Tupac. Oh, there we go. I'm from California, so I had to, right? That's not how I read it. That's not <laughs> how I read it. <laughs> yeah, Tupac Secours. So it's, uh, first of all, when I picked it, I had no idea this many people would see it, let alone call me by this. But uh, it is a funny username. It does make for a good story. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it just happened to be that way. I don't know. There we go. That's okay. Mine's Daily <laughs> Mint. People ask that all the time. It's all good. <laughs> it, it makes sense, though, for crypto. <laughs> Some people I, just think I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I guess. I used to just, you know, I drank a lot of beer before. So it's what it's. So <laughs> that's why I thought that. Uh, <laughs> so this question I asked everybody, so you're not going to get left out. Have you ever been scammed in crypto? Yeah. Yeah. And can you tell us the story of one? Oh, oh I just have to pick one. Okay. Well, I mean, you can tell multiple, but 
you know, this is, this is just us all working together as a community to not only learn from each other, but also be like, why'd you get scammed like that? And we can continue on with it. <laughs> yeah. How'd you fall for that? Um, basically I, so I saw ads for a token that was a fair launch Okay. and it, it was called like Poseidon token or something like that. And like, I liked the branding of the marketing and, okay. and they clearly okay. had enough money to run ads on like Bogged and PooCoin and they had a countdown and all this other, you know, <laughs> stuff. So it was a countdown to a fair launch and we were all like laughing about it in our discord and uh, David Wiley, our CEO, he popped in and he was like, just letting you know, like 90% of fair launches are a scam. And I was like, whatever. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I yeeted like, you know, two B and B into it, like right okay. when it launched. Okay. And then the second it popped up, I mean, within 10 minutes, like, the guy immediately turned the telegram into just blasting music and like the telegram, he's turned off all commenting, like all typing of anything. If you went in and you asked like, is this a rug? It got deleted like immediately. It, it was just, it was very clearly a scam. And within 15 minutes, that guy pocketed like, you know, probably 30, 40 grand. Within 10 minutes though. Probably. Yeah. That's okay. That's, that one's a little bit crazy because normally they wait like a few days. Like it's normally not within like 10 minutes. Oh no, this guy pretty within an hour, I'm pretty sure the token was completely done, but yeah, he had spent his money, his nice money on Coinzilla ads and run some ads. And then he made all of his money back and then some. Oh, well, yeah, well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> well, that brings, was, was this a docs dev? Was this, so let's go back to our newbie. Let's go back to our newbie questions. <laughs> he said he would dox the second the coin launched or, uh, or he posted some kind of picture or something. I mean, it was, it was gambling. I was like, you know, I've done worse things with two B and B worth of money. So I'll just try. How long this. ago was this though? This was maybe three months ago. Oh, well, you would have gotten a pass if it was like last year or last year. <laughs> I know. It, I did get really lucky that like my first DeFi token was SafeMoon and it was SafeMoon in March. Like this oh, was wow. lucky. So I, you know, I, I got really lucky that way, but I know most people find this world scammy and intimidating and sketchy for a variety of reasons. I get it. Well, what's funny is, let's see, a few weeks ago, I asked the, a guy the same thing and he goes, oh, I definitely, he was like, I lost all my money the first like few months I was in crypto. And I was like, why are you still here? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I was like, I would have left. I would have been yeah. out. So you got like, so, okay. So now you have like another story and I want to know, cause you said, I only have to tell what, but now I'm making you tell, I want to hear two now. Because the way that you, the way that you responded to that question was like as if you have multiple, multiple stories. Um. So I only, I think I really only have one other, and it was investing in the very first rebase token. It, if you know what those are, um, I've so heard a bit. I've never invested one. So can you give us a brief, uh, in like what is a rebase token? Just like really quick. Rebase tokens are kind of like reflections in reverse in that they basically, instead of 
accumulating more tokens as there is transactional volume, you accumulate less. And there's like supposed to be a steady amount, no matter what, of like a token or something. And basically how the math works out is that the last one holding the most tokens wins the whole bag. Yeah, rebase tokens are super sketchy. So I already um, don't like this concept. <laughs> but my one of my friends, one of my coworkers, he invested like six or seven B and B, and within four hours, he was able to sell twenty two. So there was money to be made somewhere in the beginning. But like by that, I think I threw like a half a B and B. I was like, oh, let's see what this does. If it goes up three times, I'll be super pumped. But the second he sold and someone else who had done a similar amount, like that price just bam, like right back down. This that's weird. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. Don't look into, re- I'm just not going to look into rebase tokens. That's what no, it's going to be. They're not worth it. Like 100% a scam. Yeah. Wow. All right. So if there was one thing about cryptocurrency that you could change, what would it be? I wish there was a little more uh, sensical order to the marketing of it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a lot of noise right now, right? It's like whoever screams the loudest, but everyone's screaming. It's like very bizarre. So I I hope to see more interesting and thoughtful advertising take place as opposed to just like, buy this token. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that kind of brings up as, as far as like, what are your thoughts on like regulations around crypto and like how you feel about that kind of as a whole? I mean, neither one of us are lawmakers, I would assume. Uh, I don't know if you have a law degree, but I don't for sure. So, like, but like as far as that goes, because it definitely comes to play, because for me personally, I think crypto is more of a social movement than it is necessarily a financial one, but it is a financial one. And I see more crypto advertising than I've ever seen of like financial like things. Like I've never seen banks advertise the way crypto does. I've never seen like stock exchanges advertise the way crypto does. But, you know, not just advertising, but what are your thoughts on just kind of regulation in general around crypto? Yeah, I, I do think that there there might be some possible way that the government helps regulate this for a positive measure. But let's be serious. We're not in crypto because they handled things correctly. Yeah, that's 100% true. <laughs> so I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they're like Midas for shit. Like everything they touch just turns to crap. So I, I don't trust them to do anything correctly. You know, after the 2008 financial crisis, that's obviously the inception of Bitcoin is because they so poorly handled all of that, that, you know, somebody was like, we need to band together and eliminate the banks from this entire conversation. So I don't know. I mean, it would be nice to be able to prosecute some scammer people, some hackers who are hacking BitMart in alphabetical order for millions. Um, But aside from that, I mean, leave us alone. (laughs) Well, I mean, I know like Recently, like the news came out, like Khloe Kardashian is getting prosecuted for not like, what are, what are your thoughts around stuff like that happening? Because that's kind of I understand it, but it's still kind of crazy. But <laughs> I mean, she should be prosecuted for lying about her butt being real. If it's like, 
anywhere. <laughs> like she's been lying about that for way longer than any of them have been lying about crypto. So we got to back way, way up there. But uh, yeah, I mean, do I think influencers in general, the way that they're just paid like thousands of dollars to, you know, talk about some scam token with no future or project that, you know, besides a rug, like, yeah, I think that should absolutely be in terms of do your own research, like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility in some kind of Spider-Man type way, right? Like, <laughs> maybe you should have done your own research into this project before you accepted the money to promote it to people. I, you know, she can't, last I checked, I, I don't think any of them can like post a scratch off or like the lottery or be like, go, you know, go do this or go gamble or go bet, bet it all on red. Like, I don't think they're <laughs> allowed to do that. And I, you know, or go buy this stock, right? Like that's market manipulation too. I don't exactly know how Elon Musk gets away with what he gets away with. To me, uh, that's straight uh, manipulation. Yeah. Well, I heard he's not allowed to talk about the stock stocks. Not anymore. anymore. Right. But look at what he does to Doge and Bitcoin on a regular <laughs> basis. That's crazy. I don't know. My my opinion on that kind of stuff's a, a little bit different just because like, what's the difference between like some guy at a bar or like your friend? Yes, he doesn't necessarily have a audience of a couple of million dollars, but you know, as far as like stock manipulation goes, manipulation, it's, it's all questionable. Not disclosing being paid is Definitely, where is definitely 100%. I agree. That's a big line. If you're getting paid, you need to say that. But if you're not getting paid and it's just like you're just a private investor investing in something, I think that that is a little bit different, whether you're famous or not. If they didn't pay you, then, you know, I don't know. But if they paid you and you're not disclosing that, yeah, you definitely need to be. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you messed up if they paid you and you didn't disclose that. I agree. Um, but, Let's see. Let's see. I had one other. I forgot what I was going to ask, but oh yeah. So, so what, so you just wanted to join useless because you liked the name, but how did you know who to contact and like, how did the team kind of meet each other? Cause you said there's like six main people, right? So yeah. how did the whole team kind of form? And then you said you sent your like YouTube channel, but how did you like first find out and be like, Hey, you know what? I think I kind of want to join the team. Like, how did you um, get in contact with them? So I met Kark, David, our CEO, through um, Safe Moon's community. Yeah. And then um, I, I was like, hey, you know, anyway, I can help Safe Moon. I was like, I happen to be pretty good at video editing. So I had just like thrown that out. It's just like a whatever at the time. And um, then a couple of weeks later, he sent me a message and he was like, hey, you said you were pretty good at video editing, right? And, and I said, yeah. And I sent him some of those videos and he said, well, I've somehow managed to become the head of a token. And basically after this meme coin gets launched by someone else, they didn't have any plans for it. So David went to him and he said, hey, if you don't you know, plan on doing anything with this, I think you do have something here and I'd like the keys. And the guy just gave it over. So then David assembled his team. Um, everyone but me on the, uh, the docs team is actually a, in real life personal friend of his in Utah. So they okay. all like live in the same state. They all see each other on a regular basis. And then um, some safe moon people. And then David's just very well connected within the crypto community. So 
lots of help kind of joined. And as people bought in, they joined the discord and they were like, I want to help. So it's really been a team and community effort. And I, I wouldn't be here without everybody like really pitching in. It's taken an all hands on deck thing. And I love everybody. Okay. I mean, that's interesting. So what do you mean by the community? Like, did you just try to reach out on discord or Twitter or, or how did you actually reach out though? Like, let's get, you know, a little bit more specific. Yeah, the the Discord is a great way to to contact everybody. Um, I was on the the Discord and the Reddit communities for Safe Moon. Okay. Um, and then that kind of bled into then being, you know, oh look at this thing over here. So um, taken away, and I was so just so eternally grateful because I don't really have any in-person friends where I am. Again, I moved right before twenty twenty. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's just been it's awesome. Like I wake up every single day and there's people all over the world on this discord. We have people in Germany, people in uh, Taiwan, New Zealand, Australia, like UK, everywhere. And it's just so awesome to see this many people like bind together for the good of something. That's, that's really awesome. And, you know, some, something that you've kind of brought up that, you know, it's still kind of a running theme, you almost ruined the theme a little bit. So I'm a little angry, but it's okay. It's not your fault. But a big running theme in almost all of my conversations, just so everyone who's listening to this later, now, whatever, if you want a position in crypto, you need to be active in crypto. You need to get out there and invest. Like as she just pointed out, she literally just reached out to someone and said, hey, I'm pretty good at this. And now you are the chief marketing officer of a project, which is really, really awesome. But you almost ruined it by saying they were all close friends, but that's okay. That's, that's, oh, that's yeah. In terms of the docs thing, yeah. So I, I will caution, like, being a docs member of a team is a, is a heavy burden to bear. That's people knowing your face. It's I think it's Safe Moon. They had an attempted kidnapping um, early on. That's crazy, right? So we definitely weighed like the whole docs thing very seriously. And I was like, well, there's tons of stuff of me out there on the internet. That would be silly for me to say no right now. But um, as, as far as the rest of them are concerned, it, it's more so that they can work together in tandem in a way that yeah, we yeah. Can really get done over the internet. But it, like my marketing team, we're all over the world. So yeah, all hands on deck, everybody you want to help just reach out to like DM the Twitter or um, you know, the discord, the telegram, like we get so many people just reaching out to us directly to say, Hey, I'm good at website design. Do you need any help or graphics? And we love any, any, and all help. Yeah. No, that's crazy that you had a kidnap. Like I'm a mod of a few different like telegram groups. And in one of them, like someone's already like called me several names just for saying, Hey, you just need to wait. Like that's the update. Sorry. If you don't like the update. You know what you can do if you don't like the update, but that's what, it, that's what it is. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, you suck. You're a child. Stop being a baby. And I was like, I mean, they've said a lot more other explicit things. And I was just like, uh, you, you're free to leave. Like, no, it's no one is telling you to do anything. It is wild. The people who join and say negative things. And I, I think that was something I really liked about crypto communities is that aside from those very, very, very occasional one-offs, it's overall like a pretty positive space, right? Like yep. of the particular tokens, you have people who are fans of something, they want to see it succeed. They may come in and be like, hey, what's going on today? Like, or what happened then? But like, 
for the most part, it's one of the last like safe spaces of the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. To an extent, like the, like when you, if you are in a good group, people are like major fans. It's crazy. Uh, but the people who bad talk their own, like their own investments don't make any sense to me. I was like, I don't understand. Like you put money in this and now you're going to talk crap about it. Like what? Like that, what doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it is what it is. So what other projects? So what, what are some of your bags that you can tell us that you're holding besides useless so we can get a feel for who you are? Like what's your investment strategies? What's something oh, that you're looking at? It's, I feel like it's like my dating profile. What's something? What's something are you looking at right now? So we get <laughs> um, so I really like CRO. Um, okay. Which okay. I'm one of the people who like bought CRO so that I could get free Netflix or something. And I did too. Sudden, I did too. <laughs> like my bag went up, and I was like, "What is this?" Um, but I. I do think it's important to support crypto.com in their quest to conquer the world. So I'm happy about that. Happy to hold CRO. I really like uh, all of the network, like the decentralized networks with lower gas fees. So things like Matic, um, Avalanche. um, I don't have any Solana. I kind of wish I did, but um, those, those general, you know, network-based products. And then I have Ethereum that's, probably my largest single bag aside from useless okay i like that i like i like these answers i'm very close some very similar to the kind of holdings you are but so we are coming up to an hour so we can start wrapping this up but if you had to give like a brief like 30 second like elevator pitch for useless you know what would it be to like to be like hey this is the project like what would that elevator pitch be uh, my elevator pitch would be that Useless is a an altcoin with a utility in an app that's going to change the world and open up all of the altcoin accessibility for everyone so that even your child all the way up to your grandmother will be able to just tap a few buttons, understand, and buy a meme coin or a series project that just launched for the next 100x potential. All right. I like it. Jackie, where can people find you on the internet? Where are you at? Where can they find you? Two pack of Coors. Two packs of Coors. Um, I am in the Discord for Useless. I am uh, on Twitter at the Jackie Dutton and on Instagram at the Jackie Henley. I did get married, so my last name changed, and that's why they're... Ah, there we go. There we go. All right. So once again, thank you so much for joining me. Let's let's you know what I have a final question. So I saw this that you had answered this. And now I want to get like your kind of your perspective as one of the only females in crypto. We can end with this question. How do you feel about that? Uh, Because, you know, it it does seem male dominated. I don't think that that's like on purpose. But what are your thoughts? Um. Well, you know, we are 51% of the world, so it would be in everybody's <laughs> best interest to invite us and our money into this space. That's true. That's true. Um, I, I do think that women are a little more timid and maybe there's been some conditioning going on that maybe we, we're not the ones who invest the money typically, right? And I don't know. Are- I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, I, I do I'm think- single. I, I don't have, you know, I don't know. 
That's <laughs> we need a like a Tinder for crypto, right? Like you just swipe based on what coins you like. I feel like, like someone made that and it was like all guys. So I think that that might not have worked out too well. That's I actually, you know what, though, I suggest that idea to someone uh, in like one of the Soakmont chats and they're like someone already made that and it was just all dudes. So I'm sorry. Wow. I don't I don't know what to tell you on that one. Uh, <laughs> I'll invite anyone. If I like the project, they can come on here. I don't mind. It's up to, it is what it is. But so what do you like? So it's just like, we want more or what, what can we do? I guess to try. Yeah, I, I do think the future is female. I think you, you know, there's nothing but upwards potential for getting women into this space. And I see it's starting to really open up within the NFT market. So more like female based, like the world of women is one and alpha girl club. That's another, those two NFT projects have really gone up a lot in the last um, like week or two. So I, I think it's about finding the product that we want to buy, right? Yeah. Like, rocket safe doge baby elon that's not necessarily something that appeals to us but like if you had a metaverse project or an nft project or something that we can kind of wrap our minds around that is tangible in a way right like holding your own nft i think that's how you get women in because we we spend money like we spend more money than men we love to spend money we'll spend our money and yours so <laughs> oh well man <laughs> So, yeah. So I, I just think it's about finding the thing that sparks us. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, I definitely think I see a lot more. I, I could definitely see. I mean, this is just my thought. I'm spitballing. Please don't judge me. I definitely see maybe a lot like a lot of female artists could definitely get into the NFT space for sure. I don't see any reason why not. And I think that that would, you know, if they like art, NFT, I think it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of made. It's kind yeah. of there, right? Not, not, not too much of a reach, but yeah, like I said, I'll have anybody on if I like the project or I think that it's a legitimate project, not just if I like it. So it is what it is, I guess for me, but you know, let's see what we can do, but you've already given us how we can find you on the internet. I'll make sure to try and get, I'll message you after this. Um, we're still going to talk after this recording ends, so don't worry about that. So make sure I get all the links. That's all going to be down below in the description. Uh, uh, let's finish out just like always. And none of this is financial legal or any other type of advice. There's probably going to be a banner above us that says that as well. Always do your own research. Thank you once again, Jacqueline, Jackie, two packs, of course, two packs of shores. I'm not going <laughs> to say it right ever, but thank you for coming on the show maybe we can get you on again and everyone else thank you peace thank you